You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> oh, dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined, as I always am, by Andrew Hedinger. You can find on social media. Andrew runs a lot. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us at Rust Belt Running. Andrew, we are back. How you doing, bud? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sick, as... As it's always, 20, it's 2022. I'm, I'm gonna be sick all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's no problem. Uh, it's cool. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm running well. If you wanted to know, we're a running podcast, not a medical podcast or like a ear, nose, and throat podcast. So, <laughs> I, um, I I guess if we want to talk about running, running is going fine when I feel like I can run. That's good. So I'm I'm recovering from a you know, I'm, I'm well recovered from Pittsburgh. I've run hard. I've met some friends at a track uh, nearby. I'm yeah, you have. That. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that secret for now. I don't feel it's my place to go inviting a bunch of people on a podcast, but. Well, that's good because um, we don't have a bunch stuff. of people to Ooh, invite. There, we have a guest with us today. Um, <laughs> you know, you come over to work on the garden. <laughs> of course you're there to work on the fucking garden. Yeah, man, it's it's summer. That's what I do. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to work on ours today. I'm gonna yeah. see um, I'm gonna see how my face feels, and then yeah, I want to get out and I. <laughs> so I told my I asked my wife. I was like, "Hey, I need to go to Home Depot. I need to get a rake because we have some weeds in our garden beds, and I I have a rake, but I don't have like, you know, a real like I don't know what type of rake it is like that yeah to like till the soil basically yeah, yeah. i was like i'm gonna go get uh, one of those like heavy duty rakes and then do we have a hoe around here <laughs> i'm and, such a and, dad and, and jokes she, ensued <laughs> and she's like right here oh. <laughs> um but yeah uh that's um <clears throat> somebody a guy at work yesterday showed me a meme it was uh it was a girl like twerking over a plot of land and the guy was saying like i don't think that kind of hoeing is going to get you anything out of your garden <laughs> oh gosh and we're uh, off yeah so oh. uh how, how are you doing You're, the office is back open this week and the you, office you, is back open and i I, I would you didn't really like ease into it either you didn't go out with like little two or three miles you're like back out there with six you know you should just add point two and you could just say easy 10k it's easier yeah, than saying to do easy. that six miles is a nice round number no 10k is what's well, funny i'm just i'm basically just doing the reverse of what my taper looked like so like day before mm-hmm. the race was three miles and i was actually supposed to do that tuesday and then just it didn't work out to do it tuesday um yeah, I've just done a few sixers. I got a five today. Um, my body, man. It's like after two and a half weeks of doing absolutely nothing physical, my, my legs are like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? This, we were having fun doing nothing. This was great. <laughs> right, right. Like my fitness feels good. I just, <laughs> my legs feel like shit. So, yeah, I have absolutely zero, zero plans or intentions with any of it. It's just kind of like a see where it goes sort of thing right now. Akron training will start in the next month, but... Ooh, yeah. whoa, yeah. Akron training. Just half, just half. I can't do more than half right now. I don't even want to think about doing yeah. more than half right now. Dude, it sucks. I'm like really at that place. Like I've talked to you a lot. Like I randomly call you when I'm at work just to talk yeah. about running. And, and Matt Martin, I do the same thing with him. And uh, I, I've been, you know, just I've been like reinvigorated with my desire to run fast for a marathon. Yeah. <clears throat> and like I'm looking forward to... Whereas 
five months ago, I didn't want to even think about running 12 miles. Yeah. Like right now I'm like, I'm listening to a nutrition podcast yesterday and mm-hmm. I'm uh fuel for the soul by uh, uh, that, that has Megan Featherston from, from Featherstone nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> she might be coming on soon. Um, she, uh, she, um, I was listening to her podcast yesterday and I'm just there thinking, I'm like, I can't wait to go out for a 16 mile training run an 18 mile training run again. Like I missed that. And I'm like, and I feel like shit all the time right now. And it sucks. Like, sucks. And every time I like start to get it back too. like, mm-hmm. I was able to come back from strep in March and, you know, I turned that into a, a, a solid performance at Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I kind of recover from Pittsburgh and I start running again. I went to the track last week, felt great. Um, threw down some really solid 82nd 400s with my buddy Nate. And uh, then two days later, I go out buy a new computer that I'm trying to figure out how to set up for podcasting. <laughs> and uh, I, I decided to do that at 8.57 this morning when we were recording at 9 with our guest, Eamon Scullion. And... Uh, but I, you know, I get back from that and I'm like, my throat's really scratchy. I better not have strep again. And sure enough, I go look at my throat. It's all red and white. And I'm like, you've got to be joking me. And then I'm on antibiotics for a freaking week and it's all happening just about three inches up in my face. Yeah. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And this has so. just been a bad week for it in general because it was 80 last week and then it dropped down to the 50s like two days later. I felt like garbage, I think, on Wednesday. Um. And now it's it's back. It's gonna be like ninety today, or I think it was ninety yesterday. And it's like we went straight from winter to summer. Three weeks ago, it was winter, basically. And now it's it feels like dead of summer. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it outside. I love it. Oh, I'm I, completely like, fine. I work up a sweat inside. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like I like that. I uh, yeah, for the I, winter we have, this is great. Again, you'll never hear me complain about the hot, and I um. But yeah, I, I just, I can't, I might try to go out today. I'm going to try to go to stack care and see if I can get something. Cause it's Saturday and dude, of course, every ENT is closed on Fridays. So like I'm trying to call ENTs yesterday to schedule an appointment and I can't. So I'm already two days behind on scheduling an appointment. Cause I'm gonna have to wait till Monday. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll go to stack care. Yeah, I'm confused. They're like, are, are people not having ear, nose, and throat issues on Fridays? My, my mom said maybe they're doing surgeries on Fridays. Oh, she says okay. a lot a lot of specialists are closed on like Thursdays and or Fridays. Um, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that does. <sighs> don't make judgments when you don't but know you, In the words of George Costanza, you can't disrupt the delicate genius. Um, so, yeah. No, it's it's funny, like thinking about what you were saying about how you're at that point where like, you really can't wait to go out and do like a 16 mile training or an 18 mile training run. It's funny. Like for me, it's not the, like, I'm really excited about getting back to running and I would love to be thrown into like a 16 or 18 mile right now. It's the totality of training, like for a marathon that Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, nah, can't think about it. Like don't want, it's just, it's so, it's so time consuming and so draining. And it's amazing how much time I've had in the last two and a half weeks when when your day doesn't revolve around a run. Right. And I'm really happy to be back into like that, that schedule and that routine. Um, but there's such a difference between doing like a 12 miler versus doing an 18 miler. Right. Just how it sets your day. So yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Akron training, but uh, I'm looking forward to only doing Akron half training. Right. Well, I, and so something we're going to discuss on the pod, cause it, it's, it's something that I, I'm going to talk to you about this after we finish uh, sure. recording here, but uh um, it, it's something that has uh, kind of become just a, a way that I'm looking at constructing my own training for mm-hmm. October. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just how I, I think people need to take a more um, reasonable approach when they're looking at things like their nutrition and their fitness. And um, I, uh, you know, I brought up Megan Featherston earlier. Yeah. Um, she, she has posted some really awesome things. And, and one of the reasons I think she's a tremendous follow is one, she gives away a lot on mm-hmm. uh, social media. Like she is a very reputable 
kind of pricey a nutritionist um yeah but i uh she gives away a lot and uh you know she gives away recipes she gives away really good informative infographics with like her synopsis on different studies and all this stuff she's a self-proclaimed nerd uh like you you guys will get along great when we oh, have perfect. her on um but uh she um she's posted a lot of stuff about like you know when it comes to like whole grains versus more simple grains like you know sometimes what do you want what do you like what do you enjoy more yeah and i think we get out of that so much as runners we we, we go well this worked for jared ward or yeah. this worked for you know this works for ben rosario's athletes yeah so i'm gonna do this even though i hate it it's like no if you hate running 800 repeats guess yeah. what don't run 800 repeats like maybe there's a time for them but they shouldn't be a ritual like mm -hmm. and i that that's that's one thing that i've gotten real hot on and totally irrelevant to everything that we talked about uh when we had uh Eamon scullion on um what a transition um yeah but uh yeah we, we we have a lot of stuff that we're gonna be talking about here in the coming weeks um and i'm i'm really and i think it's important over summer to to give yourself that flexibility get out of some of the rigidity that we uh kind of self-impose on ourselves uh as distance runners um I think there's only one place you should be rigid and that's sleep. Yeah. And then even there, I think with anything, I think when you're talking about any sort of training pillar, um, I think it's important to look at, you know, sort of what like best practices are. You know, there's certain things that are going to probably yield better results for more people. doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody. Right. But when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to training, um, it's the program that you're willing to adhere to that's going to give you the best results. Right. Um, and I think people get out of that so much. Like, you know, you talked about like nutrition, like if there's a, a, a great sort of diet or like specific foods that maybe are better for you, but you genuinely hate eating them, you're not going to stick with eating those things. Right. And you're not going to get the results that eating them would give you because you're going to hate it. And the thing about eating is like, it, it's not just, with eating, you're not just taking nutrition. There's always like a, there's a time factor. There's a, a social factor to eating. And um, those things play out. And, and people that tend to deny themselves certain foods or try to like be too rigid with their diets, they tend to eventually, the reason diets don't typically work is because people, they get sick of them. Right. And then they go, they go back into old habits or there's something that they're craving that they, they have to have. And um, so it's, you got to find something that you're willing to stick with. Right. And you just got to realize like crappy food all the time isn't going to yield you any results. <laughs> right. Well, there's definitely, you know, when, when we do talk about this in the coming weeks, yeah. uh, you know, there, there's going to be a, uh, I mean, there's a common sense wall and, yeah. you know, in, in the words of the, the Cleveland Browns uh, guardrails, the guardrails, that you have to that you Not have the to guardians the guardrails <laughs> right yeah um you know you have to you have to throw up you know some, some rails that keep you on the you know heading towards the goal but i mean yeah you, you can't <laughs> yeah you, it, it's guardrails not train tracks you know train tracks don't allow you any flexibility right um guardrails just keep you on the path uh, you know, now, gosh, man, I'm really good at analogies here. Now, you don't want to ride up against the guardrail all the time because that's that's not going to be efficient. But, right. um, you know, if, if you touch the guardrail here and there, it's like Mario Kart, you know, <laughs> that, that's what that's what marathon training and nutrition is like. Yeah, you, you can go off the path. Of, number one. <laughs> you, you can go off the path a little bit, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's going to slow you down overall. But maybe there's a shortcut. Maybe you have one of those little mushroom burst things. Um, Man, I want to go play Mario Kart. <clears throat> we had to buy my son a new Switch. He broke his, and then he's been really good at school the last couple months after a really rough like winter. Mm -hmm. And uh, we decided to reward him with uh, buying him a new Switch so he nice. can break that one too. Nice. Actually, I just missed Mario Kart, so we bought him a new Switch. Um, speaking of racing, uh, we brought on uh, Eamon Scullion today, and. It was, I, I had a really good time talking to him. He's, he's, I'm pretty sure the fastest runner we've had on this podcast. Um, he's got to be up there. 
I'm trying to think who else top two we've or, had. Yeah, I'm, I'm like racking my brains to think of who else we've had. If he's not the fastest, he's top two or three. Right. Um, so he, he came on to discuss. Uh, he took us through some of his running journey. Um, yeah. You know, he uh, was like almost every other runner out there. Um, you know, played soccer. soccer. Yep, played soccer. Found a love for running. That's how, you know, in a weird <laughs> roundabout way, that's how I started running. Really? Because um, my brother is a big reason why I run. And okay. he found his talent for running because he was really big into soccer in high school and did the whole, let's do cross country in the fall because it'll help me build my endurance for soccer in the spring. Yeah. And uh, turns out... I'm a really good cross country runner. And uh, then, you know, going to meets and stuff, I fell in love with it. And then, yeah. you know, and, and, and he became a, he, he ran a couple marathons and then I wanted to run a marathon with him. And then now, so yeah, I guess, it, God damn it. It all comes back to soccer. That's right. And it all comes back to soccer for Eamon. So uh, you, you have any takeaways um, from a, uh, Without giving away the episode, uh, takeaways from um, our, our our time with Eamon? I I loved what he said about how he keeps learning as he continues to run. Like this is a guy who's an incredibly fast runner, um, you know, an all Mac runner at Kent State. Um, left college, transitioned to the roads, and I loved how he talked about like some of the things he's learned just in the last couple of years about. Uh, running with halves and, and marathons and about what it means for his training. And I won't give away what he said. Um, but I really like that because I, I feel like in the last couple of years, I've learned a lot about marathoning that really kind of came to fruition for me in Pittsburgh. So, you know, anytime I come across somebody who's uber fast, I think, man, like they've got it all figured out. Like they just figured out something that I didn't get figured out at, at a younger age. And it's like, no, no, this is a guy who's ridiculously fast and incredibly accomplished. And, uh, you know, he's sitting there talking about like, yeah, you know, there, there's still some things I'm learning throughout the process and it makes me a better runner and it's, it's helping me be a better runner. So I liked hearing that. I, I really perked up when I heard that. How about you? I, uh, I, I love the idea of the race that they're putting on. Oh June, God, what a great June event. 18th. Um, a, a cool concept for a race. Um, you've, you've heard about these things sometimes it, you, you hear about, uh, you know, you've heard about marathons where maybe like, uh, a faster athlete starts in the back of the pack. And then for every runner I pass, I'm going to work. Somebody's going to donate a dollar to yeah. whatever. And th this is kind of that same type of thing, except, you know, it's you're registering for a race to get basically compete with this dude with a four minute and one second head start. Uh, and then he's going to run really fast behind you and start picking people off. And, yeah. It's um, like a flash with Braves games. Yeah. And who Dude. doesn't love that? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, what's his what's his record? Uh he had he he hadn't been beat for like his first um for a long time. Let's yeah. see if let's see, has he ever been the freeze? Um, oh the freeze, yeah. Yeah, he I know he has been beat, but um he uh yeah, for those who don't know, he he gives runners they they sprint from foul pole to foul pole on the warning track at Truist Park in Cobb County, Georgia. It's not Atlanta, um, but uh, he he was un he was undefeated for a long long time. I don't mm -hmm. have his record. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. But anyways, uh, he uh, yeah he would give runners a head uh, people a head start, and then he'd come back. He he's a former D one athlete, so he's like he's no joke. Yeah, but he he was like a grounds crew worker, and it just oh, really? kind of happened randomly. Yeah, like this, it was all just like this random idea, and it happened, and then it became this like viral sensation, and it was viral because he didn't lose for like dozens of weeks or mm -hmm. games and everyone was like oh my gosh and then there were always the funny ones where somebody would just totally eat dirt in the uh on the warning track uh you get running that fast you get that forward momentum and you're keeping it up that long and you lose your coordination and yeah but uh so anyways that concept of the race uh for pro for project outrun uh you can find out more about them and uh 
the, the money they're raising for kids cancer research um, at projectoutrun.org. Uh, but they're doing uh, this outrun Amen in Cuyahoga Falls. And I, I just, I, I, I think it's awesome that you get a dude of his caliber to yeah. train for and race <clears throat> solely to raise money. Yeah. For people to, to, to give a race like this, some interest and intrigue uh, for the athletes to, you know, promote it and to raise money. I mean, this is a talented, you know, former all conference athlete in the Mac and he's, you know, putting his best out there and he's going to go through training to make this race as interesting as possible just to raise money for kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of a local hero here in, in the three, three Oh area code. And, uh, I, I just, I think that's, I, I just think that's a really neat thing to, um, to, to see a guy like him do that. And, you know, Eamon's not the most like outspoken, like talkative dude in the world. Yeah. And, to uh to kind of get some of the passion that he has behind this when he talked yeah. about it is, is really neat to see like that's what he wanted to come on and talk about and we ended up talking to him a lot about his own running journey but to hear some of the passion that he has around you know what this is about i, I think i thought that was really neat so um i really enjoyed it i did too uh and before we kick to him um just because of the weekend that just passed for us um it was Cleveland Marathon weekend, and that's obviously a race that has been incredibly meaningful to the two of us, and we've had mm -hmm. a lot of runners on. Uh, so just wanted to congratulate all of the Cleveland Marathon runners who ran this past weekend. Um, and I wanted to give a shout-out to my friend Olga, who ran her first 5K this weekend. Told nice. me like a week, Told me a week ago, she's like, I don't think I can do it. My runs have been crap. I'm like, yeah, you can. You'll be fine. Just go out and have fun. And uh, she nailed it today. So congratulations to you, Olga. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. So it's tomorrow. Well, oh, yeah, okay. we're recording on yeah, Saturday. Right. Right. I just figured I would go check the, uh, the weather, um, and see what happens. Um, all right. Well, you know who yeah. won the 5k for the men it was a, a little lammers that that's back to the, it's back to the OG days when Jeff was Lammers it, was, was it really? It, yeah, it was his, nice. it's gotta be his son. Little lammers. I like little that. lammers. Oh, good for him. Yeah. It's smoking fast. Yeah, he is. So, um, just like Zed. I mean, Zed's still sub three, dude. He's like, yeah. he's like, just, he's older than you. What's that, folks? Nothing. He, and here's our interview <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with, with Akron legend, Eamon Stone. Okay, Eamon, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. I'm good. Andrew's I'm, learning about his MacBook. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm taking tutorials while we record here. Um, <laughs> I'm not distracted at all. Yeah, Eamon, we've tried to have you on a few times, and it, it finally worked out. You're we're going to talk uh, pretty quickly here about uh, Outrun Eamon, uh, which is a race you're doing next month, where you're going to be uh, chasing down a lot of people. So, but let's go into, you know, kind of your background. I mean, you're kind of a local hero here in the Akron Canton area um, for being really fast. Um, and so, I mean, I just kind of want to give you the floor, you know, talk about, uh, talk about kind of your running background and what made you, you know, took you from a kid to an all Mac athlete at Kent State. So running has been really my second love. I grew up uh, playing soccer. At, we were yes. talking about no, no. Perfect. So, yeah, I'm one of those guys that are, you know, I just hated running at the beginning. I hated it. You know, you hear about those people who, you know, come up to you and say, how do you do this? You know, I hate every step. That was me because uh, I just grew up playing soccer. And so running was just so evil. And, uh, Moved to the States uh, when I was 10, still very much in love with run or uh, with soccer. And uh, there was just a slow kind of change there from the time I moved here until maybe high school. I did both, but soccer was my main thing. And running was just kind of always, I was decent at it but I didn't really understand it and didn't fully enjoy the process. Um, 
when I started to enjoy the process of training is when I really started to love running. And I think to this day, that's what I thrive on is to just that day where you show up to a run and there's a certain goal and you've been thinking about it for a couple of days. That's, that's my bread and butter. When did the, when did the switchover happen for you where you went from soccer to running be being more of your, your primary focus? Uh, so I didn't run cross country my freshman year of high school. Okay. I played soccer until my junior year uh, of high school. And then I did both from sophomore year to junior year. And then senior year, I, I focused mainland running with soccer finally. Okay. Where did you, where did you go to high school? Uh, Salem high school. Uh, okay. 40 minutes from Akron. Okay. I coached down there, so I was trying to figure out if I uh, ever was on the opposite sideline from you. Yeah. Andrew, you're, uh, I know you're just so looking forward to your soccer match this morning, so this just has oh, to be right in your yeah, wheelhouse. because we, golly, no. Like, kids' soccer is the worst, especially when your kid's on the team that's, like, super small compared to everybody else. And, I mean, they just – he's got knocked on his ass a few times, and – it's toughening him up a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> as a as a little kid, I was just on my ass a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we so I like I live in Canton. And I live right like on the edge of Canton and Maslin. And if you go like two miles to the west from where I live, I swear the kids are like just three times bigger. Like it looks he's he's U ten, and it looks like we're playing like you know, 16 and under, I don't know. Like these kids are enormous that we play against and you just can't compete. There's no finesse. There's no like strategy. It's just get the ball to this one really fast, big kid. And then there's always like some really big blonde girl on every team. It's like the girl from, she's going to grow up to be the girl from dodgeball. Like that's what's what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's just awful. So you said you moved here from the States. Where did you move from? I mean, I know it's in your Instagram bio. Uh, but I was born in Morocco, and so my dad's from uh, Salem, Ohio. And then uh, around the mid-'90s, uh, he decided he wanted to live back in the U.S., so we moved uh, to good old Salem, Ohio. Um, so, yeah. And then you, uh, you, you journeyed on to uh, Kent State. And uh, you became a really fast uh, athlete up there. Golden Flash. And that's kind of really, I mean, where my running took off. I mean, in high school, I was, I mean, I was running fast in high school, but it seemed like I never got to where I wanted. And uh, it just kind of kept me hungry through college. So um, just worked out. I'm curious, high school, like, just can you give us some times of what you were running in high school so we have this for a little bit of comparison, thinking about you entering college? Yeah, I was a distance guy, typical mile to mile, okay, 800-meter runner, was on 4 by 4 by 8 team, uh, 4-12-miler, <laughs> and 9-16 the two. Good he, was all, he was okay. He was okay. Good guy. He was all right. Man, um, it it's funny because your story is very much my story. I ran track because it was something to do in between soccer seasons. Yeah. I, too, was not committed to the process. Um, yeah, my times weren't um, anywhere near that. But that's, like, pretty pretty normal. You see that? I think it like is. Maybe half my team at Kent State were uh, guys who grew up playing soccer and then somewhere – in the middle of high school kind of, you know, pick one or the other. Right. And, um, seems like soccer players make good distance runners for the most part. Everybody got into running for one of three reasons. They played soccer. Yep. They wanted to lose weight or they wanted to quit smoking. Like those were the only, those are the only three reasons anybody runs. And then it just takes off. It's, it's just funny how like all the people we've had on here. Yeah. Just one of those three for everybody. It seems very few just I liked running. There's very few Tony Meliozzi's in the world who just ran just for the sake of running and are just amazing at it. 
it definitely shows in him and his training. <laughs> what he does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you ever compete against him? Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little bit in college, uh, and then here and there. But you know, we we know each other. We talk, and mm -hmm. you know, there's always the conversation of you know, what are you doing, and and try to catch. Uh, I think we tried to to get him to run Pittsburgh. Uh, a couple group of guys I train with uh, tried to get him on board to run Pittsburgh Marathon, and uh, we were all in really good shape. And then that snowstorm hit, and then we all just kind of checked out. And I didn't, I didn't even go run Pittsburgh. So um, and we did. Yeah, I. Yeah. Oh, you guys did. Oh, oh how was it? Uh, you, you missed some weather. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. I it was a torrential downpour, but great event. Great yeah. Event. Yeah. I, Pittsburgh's awesome. Uh, you mm -hmm. guys run the race before? This was mm -hmm. my first time. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I ran the half there and I was very happy and think in my head, I was like, I could see myself coming back and running the pool, but we'll see. Maybe in the future. I can tell you that the full is very much worth it. I can tell you that whatever you think the half is, the difficulty level with the hills on the second half of that course just ramps up the the intensity tenfold. It has to be because, I mean, the half is is pancake flat, and I kept waiting for hills, and then the race was over, and I was like, ah, kind of left a little bit in the tank there. Or oh, hills, which didn't exist. You, you make the split, and you turn right when you get off of bridge. Yeah. And the hills, they're there. Yeah. Oh, they're there. Yeah. Now, it was a really good event, though. It's, you know, Andrew and I both talked about it. Um, it. It's one of the two best events that we've ever taken part in. Just phenomenally run. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I kind of looked at, looked at it. It kind of is a I, – I, I would categorize it as like a mid-major. I mean, mm -hmm. yes. super – I mean, up front, you, there's some super fast times and, you know – that's kind of the race I kind of want to be in uh, to kind of drag me to time. Um, yeah. Races where I'm not really up front or uh, being in the top, whatever is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Kind of thrive off that. So, yeah, I think I will go back eventually. They, they had a, they had a legit field there in the half marathon. Um, mm -hmm. Abdi ran it, Jared Ward ran it, Alphine ran it. Mid major is a perfect way of categorizing that because I mean it was it was legit Olympians there running that race. Yep. Yeah, right up there with like the Columbuses of the world, but yes. maybe a better a better field. Um, yeah, for the elites. So, all right, well let's let's go to Kent State. So you gave us your high school times, yep. um, and, we, and Adam asked for the uh, for for those for context, which I'm very excited for the context here because I have your times in front of me. But I want you to tell me, uh, as, as you began to peak going into college at Kent State, um, what happened to the, what, tra what transpired in the legs of Eamon Scullion? I mean, I would categorize myself as a, like a true distance runner. So it always seemed like the longer the distance, the better I was. So in college, I'm running 3K, 5K, 10K. Mm. I think my first big breakthrough race in college was indoors i broke the school record in the 3k and i'm not quite sure what what the time was but i think it was around uh 816 or 818 and i ran um maybe 812 and finished the race coach was like great job you know you just broke the school record and i was like what <laughs> well, I didn't even know what the record was. It was like maybe a race leading up to conference meet. Um, so I, 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 over the next four years, I break that record maybe three times and I got it down to 801, which 3K is, it's hard. It's just like a you're running a, a mile and then a couple more laps just all mm -hmm. out. Yeah. I'm more of a rhythm runner. So the 10K is more of my wheelhouse and I ran. 20, uh, 29, 29, my senior year out in California and 5k, I really never put together. 
one that I was happy with. I think I was like a 14, 20-ish guy, 21 guy. So those are some of my PRs from college. What happened as far as your training in college that you think really kind of started to put everything together from you? Uh, for me, uh, explosiveness or, you know, the end of the race. I just always seem to fall apart in high school with a lap to go, two laps to go. And same thing for college. Um, and then something kind of clicked either my junior or senior year where it was a combination of just mentality. Like I just kept telling myself, I just need to stick with it and dip my nose in it and be ready to go. And then I think I just focused more on, on stuff that I didn't like doing. So I think a big part of it too is just weight training, which I always hated. And uh, I started to come around to that a little bit more. So, so weight training, imagine that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of in vogue now for, you know, us everyday athletes, but I mean, it, the amount of runners that we've had who talk about their, you know, like kind of a hill they get over. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of, I mean, you listen to any podcast, read any book, yeah. <laughs> strength training. I mean, it seems so counterintuitive, but it's not because I mean, we have results with it all the time. Um, so yeah, 29, 29, that was your college best. That's stupid. Cause like, again, I'm pretty fast and I think like a 42 is good and it's like, no, that's dumb. I mean, that's just insane. Um, so it's, you gotta think of it kind of, uh, you know, and, and my road, my road PR cross country PR, um, mm -hmm. are, are always going to be slower and track obviously you're on, you're on the super fast surface with spike right. like 40 of the best college athletes in the country just kind of pulling you along and it, i will say you know it does make things easier now that you know kind of you're just jumping in a road race is the focus is completely different mm -hmm. so let's jump into a road race real quick last year you ran the goodyear half at uh or here in Akron, and you uh, you won with a pretty nice time, I'm gonna say, uh, 69 minutes. Um, so, like, how, how have you like transitioned into like the longer distances uh, since college? Pretty well. Um, I I I really enjoy the half distance. I the marathon is tough. I mean, I've run some pretty decent times. It's just staying healthy now is like a lot harder for me and um in college where you know i just i live the super well yeah i would say i guess super regimented runner's lifestyle you just can't do that and live live your daily normal life yeah so trying to run like i did in college is is it's pretty hard, but I, I, I enjoy the half marathon distance and uh, I, I'm still learning a lot every time I get out there. What's a couple of things that you've learned running those distances that you didn't know maybe three, four or five years ago? Uh, something that I've learned in, and this is like pretty recent within the last year or two is I can get in shape kind of quick. It all just kind of comes back. I just need to learn to do less and I can kind of get to where I want without, you know, this crazy volume that I think I need. I just need to kind of get to race day in one piece and with my sanity. So that's, what? that's, that's been big. So what, what are like your half and full times look like? Actually, I looked for full times for you. I couldn't find any. Uh, so I ran Akron marathon, I think it was 2013 or 14 or and my first runner in 20 or uh 228 29 uh kind of in a really hard way and then i came back a couple of years later in 220 22 or 223 okay and the half i think my half yard is from pittsburgh um it's either 10 uh yeah i think it's 106 
low or maybe 106 high. It, either that or, or, or Goodyear. Yeah, I feel really bad because he said the first half of Pittsburgh is pancake flat, and I did not think it was pancake flat whatsoever. So let's uh, let's move well, on to somewhere else. <laughs> that's also with like you know the, all all of my race experience in right. half marathons like Akron, pretty hilly. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely no, it's it's not as bad as Akron. Yeah. There's no doubt, but it's yeah. not it's not as flat as like Cleveland or an Erie or even Columbus. Um, it, it, it was just that last turn that Adam didn't tell me existed um, after the bridge yeah, on, on, on going into mile 12. But then you get that like mile long downhill there to like that, shoot you into the finish. I mean, that, that was, was crazy. Awesome. I feel like every race needs a finish like that. Yeah, no kidding. Well, <laughs> it, 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 and it's so straight. So you can see like exactly where you're going and you're like, okay, I'm not paying for this downhill with a big incline afterwards. No, like I'm just like down and down and flat. And I mean, just haul nuts. Yeah. So, uh, it all worked out. I, when I ran the half there, I ran something that last split was <laughs> in the, I think in the teens, like, like a five, I don't know, something. Or maybe faster than that. And I looked at my Strava. I was like, "Damn, something's wrong here." And I'm like, oh, that, "That's that last mile, stupid fast." What what year was that that you did that? I'll go. I'll go for kicks. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you about what we brought you on for. But I'm for kicks. Gonna go find that last split of yours. It was the last time that uh, that the U.S. half champs were in Pittsburgh. Okay. I think it was like 2000, 2018, maybe. 19? Okay. Yeah, they had it pretty recently. Like yeah. Pretty recently, pre COVID. Yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe it was 19. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we, we brought you on here to talk about a pretty special event that's coming up in uh, June. And it's uh, Outrun Amen, which is a race that's going to be taking place in uh, Akron, Ohio. And I want you to kind of you're you're raising money for a cause, but there's also like kind of a fun um, <laughs> kind of a fun competition that's happening in this race. And so why don't you kind of lay out how this came to be and kind of what the race is? Yeah. Uh, so I had this idea. I put on a race, plug my race well, really quick for Trocker 5K. And the mm -hmm. whole idea was we we're going to have a series. And I had an idea of like, wouldn't it be cool if everybody tried to catch one person? Uh, that could be anybody. Didn't have to be me. Um, and I had told my buddy about it, uh, Andy, who is founder of Project uh, Outrun. And he loved the idea. And I sat on the idea for a while. And uh, he asked me if he could put together a race that would bring that to fruition. And I said, yeah, man, I'm probably not going to do anything with it. And so he fine-tuned it, and uh, we have the first ever uh, Project Outrun Amen. And so I'll be giving everybody a four-minute and one-second head start. And that number is kind of special to Andy. It's to raise awareness to the... Uh, uh, only 4% of all funding for cancer goes to pediatric. So uh, that's why he's doing four minutes and one second. And uh, we, it's going to be fun. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on for kids. And um, it just, just should be a fun day. I'm doing some math here. All right. So... Uh, my, my current post high school, I, I, I can't beat my high school PR is in the 5k is 1947. Can you run a 1546 right now? Not right now. I'm probably in like 1620 to 1630 shape. Oh, so it'd be close. It's this this close. might come right down to the wire. It'll all depend on like my training for the next week. Can I squeeze in some fitness between now and then? Uh, kind of get, I may be able to get down to just sub sixteen. Whew, 
gonna go register real quick. Go for it, Andrew. I mean, this is gonna be now. See, I don't know that I could run a nineteen. I gotta see what's going on with my sinuses first. There is that too. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna do it if my sinuses don't require some type of surgery, though. Um, so that so four. You said four percent of cancer research money goes to um, pediatric. Um, research pediatric cancer research yeah that's, uh that's a very low amount it is yeah so and uh yeah andy andy uh is founder of project outrun um i don't know if you know him um he does a lot of cool stuff um they just basically just swag out all the kids um and they will kind of uh, they go through this process where the kids get to custom make their own shoes. So they help families and kids who are fighting cancer. And so this this race is going to kind of help fund that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So they, they um, <clears throat> custom shoes, shoes with kids' favorite colors and their messages. I'm, I'm just reading off the um, Project Outrun website right now. Whatever oh, the they hashtag. need. Yeah, whatever they need to lace up every day and outrun fear or sickness or doubt and to get them back on their feet. Shoes to make them feel hashtag I'm not sick, but my shoes are. Yes. And hashtag I'm too quick to be sick. That's yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really good stuff right there. Is this is happening where? Uh okay, on Front Street in the falls. Okay. Uh, yep. That's oh, gorgeous down there. Yeah. yeah. So should be a decent course too. I mean, balls. Yeah, it's it'll be kind of a fast course too. Nice, nice, uh, wide, paved, no pothole streets. Yeah. No pothole in Northeast Ohio. Um, <laughs> is that a guarantee? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have your word on this? Well, Akron just got a big grant to fix a bunch of the roads, so hopefully it'll be good. Well, I, I mean, they've, they've been working on 76, 224, and 77 enough. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, golly. And they just, tore, they just tore up 76 again. I was I was driving through there the other day. I was like, didn't you guys just pave this two years? I mean, whatever. Do, like, get do whatever you have to do to make it, like, not suck. But... Um, I, yeah, I just thought it was crazy. I saw it tore up again the other night. Um, so June 18th in Cuyahoga Falls um, with Project Outrun, Outrun Amen 5K Fun Run and Festival. Uh, a great cause. You can find more about that at projectoutrun.org. Um, actually get a chance to, uh, you know, compete against a, uh, a all-Mac former all Mac athlete and uh, yeah, man, if, yeah, if I'm feeling okay, I might. And there's a kids run after. So oh, that's sweet. Cool. And, it, and if you can't come, um, there's an option to donate too. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So if you can't come and you just want to donate, you can do that too. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a lot on their website. So definitely. Definitely go check this out. Um, and there's uh, more events that they're doing as well. Um, yeah, projectoutrun.org. Well, what else do you have for us today, Eamon? Uh, other than that, I kind of put racing just on the back burner. I just, I just want to kind of get in shape. And uh, once I get in shape, I'll kind of to map out a summer I, I i would like to run akron marathon um again i've, I've been second and third there and uh, i think i'm capable of winning mm -hmm. um I, I i like that that new course i assume they're probably gonna use the same course that they did last year uh like i like running through sand run even though it's it's pretty brutal but um, and I and I've gone to courses that are yes 
well, one course that's stupid fast and done horrible there both times. So I think I think I'm going to give Akron a shot. Well, <clears throat> best of luck in that, man. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Let's see. I'm looking at the course right now. I I'll be curious when they do get back to Canal Park. I know that uh, COVID did some things with funding and all that fun stuff, but last year it still felt like uh, it felt like a good event. It didn't feel like a shell of itself, like other races may have felt. I yeah, I mean, it was this weekend. it was pretty cool because it was just a bunch of local guys, like one through five. Uh, yeah, Nick yeah. and uh, one of my training buddies, um, one, and that was his, his first marathon. I mean, the kid was stud. He's uh, ran at Akron for four years and uh, is a GA at uh, Camp now and then had like a semester of eligibility because of COVID and he's, he, he just finished his uh, last season at Kent um, and he's, he's, he uh, broke the 5K uh, record there. Yeah, he ran a 225.07 at Akron on a tough course for his first full. Yeah, not too bad. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, second or third, okay, but first, like, you don't know what that feels – because there's no – you can't replicate the feeling of that last 10K. Yeah. Um, like, there, there's no there's no replicating that. And to yeah. go through that on your first time and, and nail that is really something else. Yeah. So – well, I it's I got kids soccer to go to now, so I think it's about time for us to wrap this up uh, before I uh, before I get yelled at for missing a soccer game. Amen. I am so glad that you came on and uh, joined us today, yeah. uh, and you know shared about Project Outrun and Outrun Amen taking place on June eighteenth. Again, find that at projectoutrun.org, uh, and you can register to race. You can donate for an awesome cause. Um, and, you know, who doesn't want to help kids? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so. Thanks, uh, Andrew, and uh, thanks, Adam, for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So, uh, Eamon, uh, you, you, he can be found on Instagram at all, already Eamon, right? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, go follow him and his journey uh, to, the, to the race on June 18th and then, you know, maybe to Akron in September. So, Eamon, have a great weekend. And Adam, I will see you next week. To all the listeners, uh, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, and review us on your favorite podcast platforms. And it's summertime, so stay hydrated and enjoy those miles, everybody. End broadcast. Uh, New computer.